feel like you're you you can just tell like you have this lightness to you and just this joy I just feel like you're where you're meant to be so cute likewise you too every time we see each other it's like just good energy all the time With that, I will welcome you again to Human to Human. I am here with Sharon Brand, the owner of Brands Media Group. You've been a recurring guest on the show, and I'm so excited. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome today, which I feel like is something you have quite a bit of experience with. You are a small business owner. You started it in your early 20s. You've moved around different cities, Montreal, Paris. Now you're in Tel Aviv. So I would love to dive into your experience with imposter syndrome, how it showed up in your life. I'm going to go over like four different ways it can show up and then you can talk specifically about what it was like for you. So imposter syndrome can feel like you're just downplaying your abilities. You're feeling like you're not worthy of your accomplishments or you're about to be like exposed as a fraud and you know, you don't deserve all the, all the achievements you have in your life. And it can also just, I think it's really tied to your self-worth and it can come up the most when you're trying something new or you're feeling like inexperienced. Does any of that resonate for you? Oh, 100%. Okay, first of all, thanks so much for having me again on the podcast. It's always such a pleasure coming on. And then second of all, I mean, for sure, but I feel like the crazy part is that once you start a business and you are in your early 20s, you don't even know what the imposter syndrome actually is and you don't you know you you've never encountered it so you really start off in this very naive phase like okay i'm going to start you know what i like to do best and then it's really afterwards that it starts to hit you so for me it hit me two years uh, sorry a year and a half in and i didn't even know what you know what i was feeling was actually something else, something that is you know occurring to other people and that is an actual valid thing to be feeling so i was googling it i was writing stuff like business owner and i feel like i can't do anything i feel frozen uh, I feel like, you know, it's the motivation was still there. I wanted to get up and do the work, but I always felt like I was going to get bad news from a client or if a client called me, they were going to drop me. Just like very negative thoughts about my capability as a business owner. I feel like I'm, or I thought about this going into this interview. I was like, I feel like I'm going to realize how I feel imposter syndrome because I'm, I'm the same. I've been like doing this for a bit over two years and I think when I got this request for the episode, I'm like, I don't know a lot about imposter syndrome, but I think I've experienced it more than I've consciously been aware of. Yeah. I think once you know, and then you kind of like snap out of it because you're aware of it, that's also what I was trained to do when I was going through it and I was getting, you know, all the help I could get. It's kind of like not feeding it and also not, uh, you know, dwelling on it like okay I have this and I'm unable to do this because then you you know it could spiral into something so much bigger so once you're aware and then you're like okay well I, I feel like I have this it's okay feelings are not facts then you know we move on and we go on with our day and I mean a year later now I sometimes you know there's days but it's not every day that I have it like I used to have last November yeah so what last November you said even before we started recording, like the difference in how you feel and how your business runs between now and last year is crazy different. And you attribute a lot of that to the imposter syndrome you felt last year, right? Yeah, 100%. So because we're a social media agency and all of our services are not the success, but basically the income, you know, everything that makes the business running comes from clients. 
The second we don't have clients, um, it's kind of, you know, making me question, well, are we doing something wrong here? Are we even going to survive this? Should I go back to a corporate job? Like these are thoughts that I was having, like, okay, maybe I should just apply to a big fashion house because I love fashion. Um, but so you realize that, no, there are moments that are going to be a bit more stagnant and slow and clients are not going to come in a lot. But basically last November, we had two, I want to say like two going on three clients. And so it wasn't enough. Like we were, I was, you know, I was struggling financially. I also coming from what I had from the first year, it was a big kind of like drop. And so what I learned from a lot of consultant and management and a lot of my friends who are in the business world is that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of highs and lows, like cycles of business coming in. You really have to see it on the long term. So thankfully, we have a treasury, um, you know, that I accumulated over the first year. So that was, you know, my safe, I would say, safe financial space. But then, you know, you're really questioning, like, what's happening? Why are we not getting any clients? And so I read this book, The Imposter Cure by Dr. Jessamy Hibbard, and the book basically just ran you through so many self exercises, things you could do uh, to really improve those thoughts and really train your brain on, okay, you are not, you know, your thoughts and it's okay if you feel like a fraud, it's, you know, kind of accepting it and moving forward with it. And then I don't know what happened, but when I finished the book, something just dramatically shifted in my mind, the way I was writing my emails, the way I was doing the zoom calls, I just had more confidence and we closed three new clients like the week that I finished this book and that was in January so November December were just really low month for me and then in January we actually um got three new clients wow so what were the kind of warning signs at the beginning even that you realized as you read the book of like whoa okay these are the things that I was feeling and that's tied to imposter syndrome I think it was just major anxiety that uh, before every meeting, before every email that I would send. And I'm usually not like that. That's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm super confident. Usually I go with the flow. I'm in the very, I've always been in the mindset since I'm little. I'm just going to do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Even building the business, you know, it wasn't a whole plan thing. It was, okay, I'll start it and we'll see. Um, and so with that mentality, and my personality being, you know, very chill and going with the flow, having these anxious thoughts, it was really concerning for me because, I mean, I'm usually not an anxious person. And that's when it was really alarming and I was really wondering, OK, what can I do here? Um, you know, what is it that can that I can change? And I still go back to that book even today when I'm stuck on certain things and I look back on some chapters and it's really my Bible. Oh my God, I need to get this book. Okay, biggest takeaway so far, get this book. <laughs> you, you're going to agree with me, but we're so young. And I think it's so special that we're building th stuff from scratch at yeah. such a young age. But I mean, there's so much pressure, right? So I feel like we're so hard on ourselves. And, you know, th those thoughts are going to come and go, but just like, okay, we need to take it easy and and just, yeah, just enjoy life as it comes. And with yeah. all of it, roller coaster ride. I forget that I don't need to have it all figured out right now. And like, I shouldn't actually. And I love what you said about it kind of showing up as anxiety. And immediately I already thought too, I was an assistant for a YouTuber a year ago. And so many times she would text me or call me or I'd be sending an email and I would be like, oh my God, I did something wrong. Or like, you know, she found out I don't actually know what I'm doing at all. And like, 
she's unhappy with the work I'm producing. And I think you really have to come back to the facts and the evidence of like, okay, wait, what am I actually doing? What am I producing? What is the physical product of what I'm working on? Because we get so like mess messed up in our brains. We just are so confused because we only have our one perspective. Yeah. And we also get a lot in our heads. And it's so interesting that you said that because um, every time we ask for feedback for during our client calls, I'm always, you know, I'm nervous asking for the feedback and I'm always thinking, not anymore, actually, I lied, I'm lying. I used to think that it would only be bad stuff and it was always good stuff. And so after the call, you know, I was, I was just so upset at myself for even allowing those bad thoughts to come in when everyone's happy. And if they're not, they do express their concerns and we make a change about it. So, I mean, it's about being, having an open mind. You know, if you're a business owner and you deal with imposter syndrome, so having an open mind, open to criticism, and also just, it's not a reflection of you. Like your business is not you. I feel like we had already talked about this at some point on one of the podcasts, but that's really helpful. Also, it's that, you know, whatever it is that I'm struggling with, well, I'm doing fine. I'm healthy. I have friends, I have family, I have a roof over my head. And these things help me stay grounded and also put things in perspective. Wow. Okay. That's a really important point. And I forgot that was a thing because my (laughs) podcast is an extension of me. I talk about so much of my personal life in the show. Wow. Okay. This is this is some epiphanies because I've been actually like trying to set more boundaries with the podcast and kind of establish more of a like, okay, I'm going to share this, but I'm not going to share this. Like, I'm not going to bring my boyfriend on the show, but I can talk about certain things in our relationship. And that's really important because, I mean, people are going to criticize, but I think our self-criticism is always way more intense and way harder. It, we're way harder on ourselves than anyone else is on us. Always. And you know what? I actually started doing this thing now where during our weekly team meetings, I actually some just not every week, but I often do it now. I really put up a slide that says, guys, like, let's take a moment really to take in everything that we're doing, all the incredible work, because there's so much going on daily that it's so hard to also just, you know, think of the hard stuff, the negative things when no, I mean, the whole business is filled with surprises and good things and good energy and good opportunities and when I was right now hiring an intern all the during all my interviews everyone's really saying we want to be part of that team we want to be part of that community so these were moments where I realized okay I need to actually make a slide during our team meeting so the whole team so they know how special it is what we're doing because that's also I think one of the reasons that I was getting imposter syndrome because it's because I wasn't celebrating the little things I was really just you know happy when we got x and x clients but I wasn't celebrating yeah little mini things like sending out an email in the morning that was a good email or just like waking up and doing the work and showing up and being inspiring every day when I was even tired on some days yeah I think celebrating the little wins it also gives so much clarity on like okay I'm getting a lot done. I'm doing a lot of stuff I'm very proud of. I'm doing some stuff that could be a lot harder to get done in different seasons. We are talking about like winter and how difficult winter is. And like, I'm trying to celebrate the small wins, like, you know, getting out for a walk or making sure you're drinking your morning water or whatever. And doing that can maybe like, it's all about 
I feel like shifting your perspective in your head, getting out of your head and like looking at the facts, seeing what you're actually completing. And I love that. As a team leader too, I think it's so important for you to talk to your team members and be like, we're doing good. We're, you know, we are on the right track. And I'm curious if you found anyone that like works for you, have they experienced imposter syndrome or, or vocalized it in any way with you? I feel like my right now the two team members they have such a strong mindset and I mean I don't ever want to put that kind of like pressure on them when I'm feeling all of those thoughts and I'm stressed out so I mean you know it's um I love transparency I'm all about transparency and I'm super transparent with my team about everything but my stress and my pressure and my own like personal problems when it comes to anxiety imposter syndrome all of that this is not something that I share with them because I really don't need them and want them to be stressed out. So I really keep it to myself. And, you know, I speak to my friends, I speak to my family, therapists, books, uh, I'll do everything to, you know, make it better. But I'm not even going to ask for advice for my team because, you know, these are, this is actually my my only boundary with them in that sense. Like, wow. you know, we go for happy hour, we go for drinks, we talk about guys, about sex, about so many things. But for me, it doesn't make sense to speak about them, about my my anxiousness uh, when it happens because I don't want to put that on them, you know? They're not my therapist. They're here to do the work. And if they're stressed, then the clients are going to feel the stress also. So, you know, it's something I have to deal with on my own. I want to say I'm so proud of you for that. That's such a big deal because I have worked with many different employers who will come in the office and like their stress becomes your stress and it's just contagious. And so having that boundary to know that you need to communicate those things with people outside of your work team is key because they would pick up on that stress. I think if they heard you doubting yourself, if you see your leader doubt themselves, you're obviously going to start doubting yourself too. And so it can like spread like wildfire. I think anxiety can spread like wildfire. A hundred percent. And what, um, what I tell them though, is that, you know, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes there's days where one of them is feeling off or like, you know, we just, or sick, or I don't know, it could be anything. We haven't gotten to like needing a mental health day, but I, it is something that I want to include in the company at some point. Um, like if someone is not, not feeling good and feeling anxious, have that day off to heal because it's, you know, as if you're sick, like a cold, I think it's as important. And the problem and where it's hard when you're the business owner is that you can't really take off. So, you know, even when I was feeling anxious, I was still showing up and that's where it, it killed me because I hate being two-faced and I hate not being myself. And you have to show a version of yourself that you're actually not feeling right now. So it's, you know, I was getting all those Zoom calls and then finishing the Zoom calls and going back to my book and doing the work. So kind of like balancing it all off. And it's hard because your brain is juggling from like this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. But in the end, it all worked out. And I think it's a that also I'm like really proud of myself for, you know, for all of it, really. Yeah, yeah, you should be like it's. It's a lot to juggle and it's a lot to balance at once. And I'm curious how those feelings of imposter syndrome could like t take a toll on your own mental health, your own self-worth, or even your close relationships outside of work. So I'll tell you something that actually I read that I was using in kind of like my social circle. So I used to say a lot of time and kind of most of the time I used to say, 
I got lucky. Like I used to say, you know, I got lucky. I studied abroad and I got lucky. I studied this this field and I got lucky. I started a business and we got lucky. We got three new clients. I built a, biz a website, blah, blah, blah. So in the book, they really explain that when you say that you get lucky, you're really decreasing all of the hard work that you've actually worked into. And they're saying like, you waking up at 8 a.m. is work. Like, you, you know, you got lucky, but you woke up at 8 a.m. to do that. You, uh, you know, you did those steps. You, you know, it could be X and Y. But so now I learned how to tell my, all the people around me, it, it's a hard work. Like, I don't say that I'm lucky anymore. I say I, I had the privilege of, you know, going to that school and that school to have studied abroad, to have built a network. But even the network. I did so much work to maintain those networks, to speak to people, to get, get out of my comfort zone and create those relationships with those people that in the end or became my clients or spoke about BMG to their own network. So you know what I'm getting with this? It's yeah. kind of like the so like luck and you did a lot of hard work. And so once you've mastered that and you trained your mind to to really realize like, no, you did so much work on your own to get to where you are today. It changes everything. So now, yeah, when someone tells you, wow, you started at 23. I mean, that's crazy. I really used to say, yeah, I got so lucky. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I have been, you know, I haven't taken a vacation in two years and a half. <laughs> good for you. Not good for you for not taking a vacation. No, but yeah, but good for you for shifting that because I think I've heard so many people say I've, I, I'm lucky or I got lucky, but also people who say like, oh my gosh, I'm just bad luck. Like, 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 I don't know, like I did really bad on my test. Oh, I'm like, I just I'm, have so much bad luck. It's like, no, the energy you put into your life, you put into yourself and your self-worth and all of those things that translates that energy comes back to you what energy you exude that's what you attract back and I'm glad you've shifted that to be honest and say yeah it's a lot of hard work because it is and I think that's when imposter syndrome comes in is when we aren't attributing our like all the things we're doing to the hard work we put in when we're just like oh yeah it's just like luck or like you know that's just how it's going it's like no you are grinding for that exam. You are working really hard to move up the corporate ladder. You are busting your ass and going to networking events to expand your community. And those things wouldn't happen if you didn't have that drive and that passion. A hundred percent. And so I actually want to read you something because when I started the book, I started a journal for BMG right at the same time. Okay, so in on November 19, 2021, okay, it's been a year. I literally wrote... I launched a business not knowing where it would be going. Is that what people do? They take a leap of faith and just do it. And then I wrote like lower down there. I said, um, I'm only 25, but I want more. I want so much more. Um, and then actually right now it was like, okay, but there were days where I was really writing things uh, like, what am I doing? You know, this is going to crash. It's going to fail, blah, blah, blah. And then there's other days where I wrote, it's such a wow feeling when you literally can't sleep because you're so excited for tomorrow. At this moment, we're two on the team. We have five clients and we have three big prospect clients. That was right after I finished the book, actually. Um, so, you know, it comes and goes. I feel like all those emotions are really highs and lows, but it's so special to look back at it and to be reading this. Yeah, I'm also impressed with how like clear your handwriting is. When I journal, it's like a disaster. <laughs> Wow, I love that you kept a journal because then you really, you really see the ups and downs of of 
owning a business and running a business. And I think it's also really interesting. This You got me thinking about your, when your self-doubt isn't enough to take over, though, because your overall mission and passion and the reason you're starting a company, through all of these feelings you've been experiencing, I feel like that greater mission and purpose still drives you. Oh, yeah. So that also, it's a really good point. At some point when I was actually reading the book, it did talk about that to really go back to the mission of, you know, what it is that you started. And that really helped because in the end, it all comes back to that mission, like you said. So I want to help businesses and online public personas, whatever, grow online. And I want to keep it in a very passionate and loving way because that's how I am and how I work. And so once you go back to that mission that you had, you know, you took time to to write out and to decide on, then it all makes sense from there. You know, it was just um, going, yeah, going back to the, getting out of your mind and and your head and going back to that mission for sure. Yeah. And, and it doesn't happen overnight, you know, like, like working through these feelings and the anxiety, it's a process. I love how you took so much of what you read from the book and you wrote it down and you journaled and you did the exercises. I was just talking with my dad the other night, which is first of all, huge because I've done the podcast for two years. And at the beginning, I never even told him I was starting it. Like I was so uncomfortable even talking to people about it. I recently just got coffee with um the boss I used to work for, who's a YouTuber. And I said to her, I was like, I was so uncomfortable talking to even you because I look up to you about the podcast when I worked for you. And things have changed and evolved to now I care way more about pursuing this full time that I'm like, if you think I'm weird for posting every day on Instagram, you can unfollow me. And, yep. and there is that like, if there's an ego side of it too, I think, where your ego is like, you're weird, you're weird. People are going to think you're bizarre. You're never going to meet someone. You're never going to get more friends or you're never, no one's going to date you. And it's like, oh, I actually met my boyfriend because of the podcast. So it just shows. Yeah. Working on their your passion will bring the right people into your life, whether that's a work relationship, a romantic, a platonic, a friendship, anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And for me also, I mean, you know, I'm literally queen of Instagram in the sense that I've always loved Instagram so much. And I'm like, I, I just, I love Instagram. I love the power of it. I love everything. And so my family just never understood it. And I feel like for the business, it's such a big component of it. I mean, without Instagram for on my personal account, and, you know, where it's a place where I promote BMG, I get new clients. Uh, I really love, you know, to show that size of that, you know, business uh, entrepreneurship journey that I'm on. And I think it's a beautiful thing to share with people. And actually going back to the imposter cure for that, it made me feel less alone because I was looking at hashtags imposter syndrome. I was looking at other people who were feeling that I was saving posts um, that were kind of helping you get out of your mind regarding that. So, you know, social media is a great place for when you are feeling anxiety because it does, uh, it could give you some good advice depending on how you use it. It's also good to, you know, tune off and take time for yourself. But yeah, I think, um, I think social media is a great thing for that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think we need community. We need to be able to relate to people. And that, again, ties to my bigger mission of why I do the podcast. Like, I was heartbroken and just wanted to hear people talk about heartbreaks like two years ago. And so I was like, why aren't anybody like, yeah, <laughs> it's 
started talking also. Yes, that's literally how we got connected. And throwback to our very first episode, it was about your breakup and how yeah. you followed your instinct and decided to get out of a relationship. Crazy. That's wild. It comes full circle. And it does. Well, do you feel any imposter syndrome now that you're two years in? Yeah, I definitely do. I'm feeling a lot of imposter syndrome actually now that I'm taking it more seriously like I'm graduating in April from my undergrad degree and I am like so set on pursuing the podcast now I'm I'm gonna hopefully get it to a point where I can make money through sponsorships and grow a bigger following and so I think there is this and I've looked into um how like content creators will make a course and like and sell it and whatever and so in terms of that I'm like who am I to te- which is weird to say who am I to teach on something when I have been for two years on the podcast um but I I am I am feeling it in weird ways where it creeps in and I'm scared to also like not be in school so when I'm talking to like let's say I'm like at a physiotherapy appointment and the physiotherapist is like oh what do you do I'm just gonna have to be like I'm a podcast host and then it just like leads into that it's like when people ask what it's about, I'm like, oh, like, are, are they weird? I, I feel like leading with my credentials, like, I am taking psychology. So, right, uh, you know, that's what I talk about. I mean, psychology podcast host, I think it blends in so well together. I did look at a YouTube video to overcome uh, anxiety going in, like, first meetings. And again, going back to imposter syndrome, uh, that is really, 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 it was a really interesting little quote. But so that guy said, be the hammer. In the sense that you're, you have to be the one, like saying what you want to say first before someone asks you the question. Like that, it gives you just more of a boost of confidence to start with. In your example, in in someone telling you, oh, so what do you do now? So you could have, you could be like, um, oh, and by the way, I'm a podcast host. You, you know what I mean? It's because if people ask you, then you're like oh my God, wait, what am I doing? And then you're, you're saying it and you're going to be like, oh my God, what is she going to think? Did she expect something else? Blah, blah, blah. But if you're like, oh, by the way, I do this. People are like, oh, cool. Like she owns up to it, you know? So now when I go into meetings with clients, instead of waiting for them to ask, can we see this? Can we see that? When is this going to be delivered? Feedback. I'm the one, I'm the hammer. I tell them, this is this, this is going on there. And then I'll, do you have any question? And I don't say it in an aggressive way, but I take charge. And that helps me so much because you're the first, you, you know, you, you're first, you, yeah. you do it first. And that really helps. Wow, Sharon, I love that advice. You choose to lead with the thing that you're yes. most vulnerable and most scared to talk about. And then it's over. And then, and like, if I was just like, oh yeah, I'm a podcast host and I talk about relationships and mental health and like figuring your life out boom I just I just got past the point of conversation that I was scared to be brought up just feel like that's so empowering like you'll just feel like such a badass after that 100 percent. when I was in elementary school and high school and we had those uh um how do you say it speeches yeah like like when you had to talk in front of the class yeah yeah public speaking exactly public speaking yeah so I always used to go first because I hated waiting it was giving me so much anxiety I couldn't even focus on what other people were saying because I was just thinking oh my god I'm gonna be next so I always raised my hand to go first and then it was over and I could breathe again so this is the same thing I think it's you know if you are worried then take action go for it go full force you ask for help you ask for advice and like own up to what you're doing. And in the end, when I look at people who have imposter syndrome, it's so interesting because I look up to those people so much. Like 
Example for you, if you're feeling imposter syndrome and you're a podcast host, I don't know how the podcast how a podcast works. You've you've created a jingle, you've created anchor, you've gotten the mic. Like I asked you, remember where what's the best mic to get? Yeah. Now the worst podcast also. So it's like everyone is an expert in their field. And so it's really we feel this way, but other people don't look at us look at us this way. It's it's true. And oh my gosh, that takes me to actually a listener's question that I got through Instagram is when do you feel like you're a professional in something? Is it and they asked like is it money based? Is it experience based? Is it client based? Like how do you know when you're a professional? So sadly I'm super sad to say it, but I mean, it's inevitable because without money, I mean, you can't really live. Money is definitely a factor. It's not the full factor. But for me, again, if we don't have an income of stable clients coming in, I can't pay my team. I can't have a team. And I want to be an agency. I don't want to be in freelance. I could be making, you know, know, um, I'm going to say whatever price. I could could be making $10,000 and be by myself. I really don't want that. I'd rather put a tiny bit in BMG's treasury and have a team and, you know, be happy with the team. I think that I feel most professional at the end of the day when my to-do list is all done. And, you know, it's those little emails that I sent. I structured everything. It's the drive is organized. Uh, the onboardings are done. The, the content is ready to go and confirmed and everyone is happy and and it's running, you know, yeah. it's running. I so, think it's, it's taking that pause amidst the day-to-day just tasks to be like, oh, wow, okay, I did it today. I accomplished all these things today. I'm on track. I never go to sleep until I find, until I'm for sure at peace of my mind that everything has been done for the day. That could even be, I don't know, like if uh, I get on a podcast and a host tells me I need a headshot, like I send everything so I go to bed with my mailbox empty like I just you know I start fresh the next day and I think that's that's what's making me like a really strong like business owner slash leader slash organizer I have systems in place and the systems are working and they're continuing to evolve but I show up and that's the big work that I do and I feel like a professional when I do that and I never took any business classes or lessons I always did social media and today I'm not the one doing any social media work. I'm doing the full business like side of things. Wow. Good for you. This girl, this made me think of two different things because one way that I felt like a professional or I've just gotten a lot more confidence and was really like taken aback after the fact was I went to this event um I had this girl named Alessia on my podcast she's like a really awesome like fitness influencer based in Toronto she had this really amazing event so I went we worked out we had like cocktails after and we couldn't like just talk to everybody there and it was perfect because my connection with her was because she was a guest on the podcast so I'd be like oh how do you know Alessia and they would say how they know and how do you know Alessia so then I just immediately was talking about the podcast and when you have to tell people like one after another after another after another what you do you get really quick at it you get really like you get your elevator pitch you have your like couple sentence thing that you say and when I walked away from that event I was like oh I'm a lot fucking cooler than I thought I was I'm I'm doing the thing. I am a host. I am a podcast host. And I just told 20 people, you know? But at the same time, don't you feel like the more you say it, the less true it sounds? You know what I mean? Like, I'm also, I say it so much that I'm like, 
wait, what's, what's special about us? Like these yeah. are the sometimes, you know, but then, cause it's the same pitch over and over again. So I'm always trying to make a difference yeah. uh, and it's super personalized also because then it's just such, it's just like another pitch. It totally. And, and I also walked away feeling good, but also questioning what I'm doing, which is good. Cause I'm learning, but I was like, one of my taglines was like, oh, it's about like figuring life out in your twenties. And half the people were like, oh, I'm not 20. I'm in my thirties. And I was like, shit, maybe it's no. <laughs> well, maybe it's lessons that they went through that they could relate to before. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think like putting yourself out of your comfort zone to meet new people and to like have that experience definitely made me be like, I feel like I sound more professional than I thought I was. And so that gave me a bit of a boost. Um, yeah. But something else that really helps me kind of feel confident, feel good, feel like I'm on the right track. And my therapist gave me this advice quite a long time ago was when I feel like I'm not getting anything done or I'm not making any traction, write down everything I did that day or write down everything I did that week down to the little things. Like I replied to this email. I cleared my inbox. I made my bed. I cleaned my room. And when you look at that list, you'll be like, oh, I did way more today than I thought I did. I so agree with that. And and then again, like it comes back to when you feel grateful, it helps so much just because it's the same thing as, you know, the list of things that you did, you really feel so much grounded and like, okay, you know, maybe I had a shitty day and I felt really bad at this point of the day, but I'm still so grateful. Yeah. And that's really important because it, it brings you back to earth. It brings you back to, okay, this is the the actual reality of my situation. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I love this because I feel like we're really normalizing the highs and lows of not only owning a business, but just human life and existence. And when you're working on anything, there's this extreme, I feel like I'm conquering everything. And then I feel like I am going nowhere. (laughs) And it goes in between all of that. For sure. And I actually wrote down uh, like the key lessons from the book. I would love to share them because it helped me so much. I feel like it could help just anyone. So the first thing is giving yourself permission to fail. So, you know, it's if you don't fail, you'll never also experience success. So fail and see where that goes. Um, Thoughts and feelings are, in fact, we talked about that. Criticism doesn't equal failure. It's actually so what you said. Also, it's good to be questioning yourself about, you know, your thoughts. There is no right way. And so it's important to remember that it's okay to make mistakes and that it's a normal part of life and an opportunity to learn. Oh, my gosh. We need to pause on that one for a quick sec. There's no right way. I get so caught up in working out the right way, designing a space the right way, interviewing the right way. There's no such thing. I can do whatever I want with my space, with my podcast, with my business, with my life. There's no right way to do life. It's whatever fits you better, whatever feels makes you feel good, whatever your gut tells you also, for sure, 100%. Yeah, that's a big one. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I love that. Nothing ventured. What does that mean? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Like if you don't try, then you will never gain anything out of it. It's true. You know? Yeah. I wrote down all of my achievements because they told us in the book to write down everything you can think of. And the list goes on and on. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Have you ever gotten a business coach or have you just done this on your own? So I got a business coach also last November. But the business coach was helping more with the logistics side of the business, like team members, structure, things like this. 
that in the end, you know, it's super interesting because business coaches, they help you answer your own questions. So they won't, first of all, it's not like a therapist, so they don't go back in your past. It's really about the present and everything. If you ever need her, by the way, she works specifically with small businesses and she's just wonderful. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you ask her questions and she asks you questions that answer your questions. <laughs> I love that because honestly, it's like a sounding board. That's, I learned through therapy that I process way better verbally. I mean, duh, I'm a podcast host. That makes sense. But <laughs> So I think I I'm really want to hire a business coach once I graduate and take it on even more seriously um, because that's also investing in yourself and investing in your passion, the thing you care the most deeply about. A hundred percent. And I think I said that on Instagram when I, uh, every time I have my coach sessions with her, which is not often, but once every like five months, it's the best money that I could spend. Like it's the best investment. I feel like a better like coach afterwards. I feel like a stronger leader and everything is more clear. And it's so cool that there's people that help small business owners like this, you know, because yeah. sometimes, you, don't wanna, you know, a therapist is nice, but it's, you know, I don't want to just always go back to my past for my business today. I need something that's a bit more like present moment. And what can I do right now to, you know, to help me grow the business and yeah. people are like, expert in those and I'm sure that she gets imposter syndrome yeah being like who am I to help these people <laughs> I, know, I could go back to you know the chain is endless I mean it's so funny to think of that but for sure therapists are like who am I to take $300 from an 18 year old kid who you know but no it's her job she studied it she's an expert she knows what she's talking about and she owns up to it <laughs> yeah oh my god I love that that's I I think thinking yeah everybody probably feels it at some point so this is my question to you because I was listening to Jay Shetty talk about imposter syndrome do you think you will feel it whenever you start something new that you're not like a professional in I feel it every time we sign a new client wow. but for like the transition week and then once we have our first meeting and everything has started then we're good but every time we sign a contract 15 days before the start day, because that's the turnover that I gave out in like the time frame, those 15 days. So I'm in it currently. I'm just like, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling everything. So I feel it every time we send new clients and I hope not to feel it again as strong as last year, but it's also like, if I do, then it's fine. Like I know that there is an end, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And also I'm expecting to feel it when we lose clients. I hope we don't lose clients. And right now it's been a year of not losing clients. So, so thankful, but it could happen, you know, for budget reasons, for any kind of reason. So um, I feel like I'll feel it then because you really question your worth, your value, your your work when clients leave. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's very normal to question yourself in general. And then I think it's even more heightened when you are doing something outside of the norm of the nine to five working for someone else kind of model. So I love that you said it's something that it's not we can't just find a cure. It's not something that's just going to go away. It's like anxiety. It's like the ups and downs of life. It's going to come. It's going to go. But I also think you're on the right track. And if you're having imposter syndrome, that's like, that means you're probably doing something out of your comfort zone, which is good. Well, it means that you care. That's a, that's really it. Because if you didn't care about what you're doing, you wouldn't feel it. You wouldn't care. So yeah. that's also like a really good thing to remember, you know? It's like, I, I have imposter syndrome because I care about BMG so much. Yeah. Wow. 
Oh, love it. Okay. I feel like we tackled pretty much everything. There was one question from a listener about how to adjust any advice you have on adjusting to a big life change, a big work change, anything in that like realm. I think that trusting yourself, like what your body is telling you. So if you're tired, if you need to, you know, chill, take a couple of these for yourself and really, you know, get that grind going that fits you. I think that's really helpful. And that's also what helps me. I feel like I'm such a go, go, go person all the time. And I'm actually learning just right now recently how to kind of go into that slow living mood. And it's life changing. I feel like a new person. And yeah, that really helped me. You know, I moved to Tel Aviv from Canada and I kept moving back and forth for six years. So I know about like big life changes. And I think it's that transition period will always be stressful. But once you are, you know, in the element that you're supposed to be in and you're following your truth, then everything will follow from there. Yeah, totally. And I love that you said like tuning into yourself, kind of having those quiet moments so key like I I think COVID really taught us how to do that more than anything but for me it's like sometimes I'm like scared to hear the own thoughts in my brain and then once I give myself that quiet time I'm like oh this is giving me one clarity I need or they weren't as scary as I thought they were going to be the human brain is just wild (laughs) it is it truly is (laughs) that's why like when you also think about those things you know it's like my god we are alive we're bodies and then we just have a brain with thoughts and feelings and we just it's crazy. It's so crazy. And then there's a whole like fucking warp that you go through when like someone dies or you realize that life is precious and short. And then you're like, oh my God, can't wait. I'm stressing about too little of things, but then it's hard not to because that's just how life goes. Guys, life is short. Go for what you want. Dream big, achieve, you know, whatever it is you want to achieve. Um, you know, keep that fire in you and it'll just light up the world. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like we could just... I mean, ending it on that note is so nice. You know, it's just go for it. Really go for it. Surround yourself with the right people. It will attract the right people and like trust, trust yourself truly more than anything. And embrace your failures. Yes. Thank you for (laughs) coming on, Sharon. Please shout out Brands Media Group, your personal Instagram, all the things. So the BMG's Instagram account is at Brands Media Group. My personal is at Sharon Brand. And if you have any questions, anything you want to talk about, about the imposter syndrome or just business, anything, please, please, please slide into my DM. There's nothing I like more. And yeah, thank you so much, Jess. Of course. Thank you. If people check out at Human to Human Pod on Instagram, Sharon is the one who helped me with all my branding. So I love how we our worlds collide in that way, too full circle moment always truly full circle